And you can live in the day. This shouldn't be a long episode. <clears throat> I think that's a good place to start. Welcome, everyone. Oh, we're doing a series on um, the hero's path, the hero's journey, the hero's adventure, the work of Joseph Campbell, and basically, you know, all of our lives. And we've been covering um, this step-by-step process of what it means to be on the, the adventure, the journey, um, with specifics, specific examples, specific techniques of how to succeed or why we fail and and the thought process therein. Okay. So I was thinking about this earlier and we give a lot of examples. I like to give a lot of examples of mundane things, right? Um, We've covered in this series, uh, the, the ordinary world, um, the the homeostatic life you know, of contentment where nothing is happening the call to adventure uh, in the last episode and the call to adventure and the refusal of the call were were tied together right we're challenged by something um, we can either accept or refuse now i wasn't really going into profound things like life and death but really i was going into how we make value-based decisions to motivate behavior on a moment-to-moment basis. I want a cup of coffee, okay? So I, I, my brain produces the chemicals of, and projects hope that, that, it, that it's possible to manifest coffee. And then, you know, it's my, my, my brain, my heart, my microbiome, my entire nervous system make decisions and coordinate together to uh, move the body towards the coffee machine and execute those processes, right? Fairly basic. And all that was, was based off a spark, an idea of the potential of coffee and the probabilities of success. So I went for it, okay? I'm actually drinking coffee right now. <laughs> okay, so that doesn't relate to what we're gonna get into deeper on this other level where the next stage, once you've accepted, once you've accepted the call to adventure, right. And and you have enough hope to continue meeting the mentor is, is a part of this, uh, 10 or 12 step, whatever process of the adventure. This is after you've refused the call, then you meet the mentor. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and like, say, you know, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, in the journey, in the adventure, and, and that's a good point that you bring up, Rokas. In this, in this kind of journey, um, usually the mentor doesn't come uh, if you've refused. So I'm not, I'm not really the 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 resource we're using here, folks. Is uh, you know, it's not something that we've written or anything. Rokas found it, and and we're going through these steps, and they're great. I think they're accurate to a certain degree, but I'm, I'm bending them a little bit to how I understand the path. So in, in my training, a mentor, a, a guru, uh, a figure of, of the father using mythological language, um, someone we can trust and learn from usually uh, appears when the student is ready, right? So if you refuse the call, 
I'm not confident in like saying that goes right after the other. See, I think it's more like one, two, three, two, four. You know what I mean? In as a mechanical process, contentment, call to adventure, refuse, call to adventure, meet the mentor. So we bounce, you bounce back and forth a little bit. So when I go get a cup of coffee, I don't need a mentor. I don't need like, I mean, I could, I could have a friend or something who teaches me how to make coffee. Right. And I have, and, and Jai, the, my brother monk, uh, who lives in Texas now, he, he was, um, a mentor for me in terms of espresso and things like that. And he taught me how to clean machines, you know, being from Italy, he's, uh, fully trained in the, in the real culture of espresso. So in that sense, you can have, you know, it's funny, but you can, you can have like a teacher or a a, a baker can have a, a mentor who teaches them how to manage sourdough starters and, and make breads just like, you know, they should a teacher. And we all have that kind of thing, but really in the, what we're talking about is our lives, right? We're not talking about the, the specifics of the, of the moment to moment decisions. You don't need a mentor uh, necessarily to perform intraday actions. Okay. What's more important is that we cover mentorship in the sense of our lives and how happy we are or how sad we are or depressed or suicidal or joyful um, or, you know, we're on the edge of a cliff, not sure if we should stay in this career that makes us miserable or move on and possibly face uncertainty and lack of, uh, or, or lack of sufficient funds, right. And go on a new path for income. So in those major decisions, the, the mentor, uh, is fundamental to the, to the step-by-step process. That is the call to adventure. Um, and that's something that I do professionally. I, I am a professional mentor, counselor, guide, therapist, whatever, right? Whatever you want to call it. People come to me uh, when they have problems, when they have a conflict in their life and they don't know which way to turn, right? So we can guide them through that. They can move on to the next step, which appears to be crossing the threshold on this list. And um, you, you ping ideas back and forth with the mentor and learn from them. The mentor is the example. The mentor has walked the path. The mentor has been where you are. You're following in their footsteps, essentially. Uh, and it's very important that a mentor has been uh, through enough cycles of the, of the adventure the hero's journey, right? That they themselves can be considered, you know, an experienced hero using this type of language, an experienced person in this related field of, uh, and maybe that field is conflict or maybe that field is, is job acquisition. uh, Or maybe like I, maybe I have a, a trading mentor who has been through so many years and cycles of trading that they, they can easily teach someone blah, blah, blah. Right. That makes sense. It just what across my mind earlier as I was making coffee was that this isn't what we're talking about. Like when you're making those small decisions, you need to make those decisions on your own. Uh, It's very important that you gain enough confidence to where you know what to dress, you know how to keep yourself clean, you know how to clean your house. And some, some of these 
um, basic intraday actions uh, sometimes require mentorship, right? But we want to move away from that as much as possible. And I think I have a personal experience to kind of help elucidate my point and maybe provide some interest and, and background. So when I was in the monastery training, um, I would go to my guru when something unusual would happen, um, or I would go to my department head when something, when a conflict would, would arise with another monk. So here I am, I'm trying to learn about myself. I'm trying to learn about the, the flow of, of the monastery. I'm trying to be like this serious, dedicated yogi on the path, right? Like, like literally on like the path, there's no other path. And every, each and every day I'm living this, this, this hero's journey. And I'm running into a lot of barriers, a lot of obstacles because of my ability to communicate in these relationships with other monks. I, I just, every day was another problem. So I'm sitting down with my department head. I'm sitting down with my guru. We're all sitting down together sometimes. And, uh, you know, I've just gotten into an argument with someone. I've just pissed a, a whole group of people off or something. And it's just not working. And I can't, there, there is no bigger picture at that moment. Like there is no enlightenment. There is no um, success in yoga. I'm just trying to get past like being a decent person. And so if that's the case for you, yes, a mentor, uh, some kind of role model is needed probably to help you overcome those challenges. And so I got so much help. And specifically, there was a monk that I worked with named Teja, uh, Sadaka Teja Devanatha. And he, he basically trained me almost every day for seven years in mechanics, uh, welding, construction, landscaping, um, all kinds of this like work with your hands type, type things. Amazing guy. Absolute amazing guy. Um, and I, I, you know, he was my mentor in that department and he would, he helped me with my work ethic and my character and everything. And so I needed that, that older figure, that, that brother like figure to kind of guide me through these basic day-to-day -day processes of working with other people and working with myself, you know, calculating time for jobs, um, doing paperwork and not arguing and so that was extremely helpful and something my guru would often say, you know, like the guru, not my like work mentor or not my department head, but the man who initiated me into monkhood um, and was guiding the, the core of the process would say, I'm not for all those other things that you're having problems with. That's not what you want me for. That's not what you need me for. And that's not my job. What, what, Cause we would have a good meeting. We would have like, we would talk about meditation. We would talk about like the, the feelings of being one with the universe. And he would be like, that's what I'm for. Like, that's how you tap into what I know. All that other stuff needs to be figured out before you and I can actually work together. So in, in finding a mentor, and in, in, in finding a, a role model 
you need different people sometimes because you, you're on different stages of, of the path of the hero's journey here. And so you may want to get to the end and figure out that main goal, but there could be some other people and some other teachings along the way that you need to learn from that the main kind of role model for you and mentor cannot help you with. And so I think that's an interesting distinction. And so I finally realized that I needed to make all these adjustments to myself. I needed to learn from Tasia. I needed to learn from my department head. And I started to leave my guru alone a little bit and, and, and uh, not bother him so much. And so when I work with someone and um, uh, they want to like, two people want to fix their marriage or someone wants to work better with their, their department and their team at work, or someone wants to work better working under their boss or something. I have to, I have to gauge where the person is at. We have to gauge where we are on the, on the path. And, and if we're successful at these basic mundane day-to-day -day things of like getting along with others, talking to our partner appropriately, you know, showing affection to our, our, our loved ones. Um, and so all of these little things can kind of come first before that end goal is not met. And so because I may not necessarily help someone with those day-to-day -day things, I may point that out and you fix that and come back uh, and, and you know see, see me in a month or something if all of these things get taken care of. And when I have someone who, who those things are all settled, those things are all great and they wanna learn meditation, then I start to realize, that's exactly like my expertise. Like that's something that we can definitely explore for years and we can really master that process together. So I just think that's important in this stage and it's not supposed to be a long message. It's not supposed to be complicated or anything or necessarily philosophical, but we're all going to be on that stage where we do need guidance. Um, but what kind of guidance is important and finding the mentor, the role model, the, the, the teacher for that step is important, but, but that person may not be the only one that you need along the way or the only guru along the way. There's, there's many, many teachers in life and um, you know, the, the, the bigger, the goal, I think, the more you'll need to figure out on your own, the more that work that you'll need to do with yourself to get these things, these basic things done, which your mentor can help you figure out, but you'll really need to put in a lot of work. Now with the, the bigger goal that the mentor helps with, um, that's the responsibility of teaching you is on them. That's, that's where they come in um, and really, uh, guide you carefully into success because you don't know necessarily what you're doing that well. So what they say here, meeting the mentor, the mentor helps the hero gain confidence, gives insight or advice to overcome fears. You might encounter a friend or family member. This person can give advice, guidance, and insight to help you gain confidence. Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly, that's exactly right. And, and, the search for
for the mentor is important, but also I think there's a certain amount of trust that the universe will place someone in your way to teach you, to guide you. I, I, I do think that that's the case with a lot of mentors and a lot of students. And Rokas, have you found that to be true? Yeah, I've uh, accidentally or sometimes it is actively because if you searching for it, as you were talking, I was thinking about maintaining that relationship with the mentor once you have one. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of how I'd, how I'd ask a question around that. Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, I think usually mentors are have an open-door policy. Um, they should be available, you know. You don't want to bother them a whole lot with things yeah. that, you know, like I mentioned before in that story. But um, you just ask, you know. I was always nervous or trepidatious to kind of, kind of walk into my guru's office, but it was open 24-7. I mean... You could just walk in there and uh, see, now that I thought about it a bit more. So don't ask obviously basic questions, even things maybe you can look up that wouldn't take too long to find the mm -hmm. answer for. Don't mm -hmm. bother your mental with that. And if it's a question, maybe you've tried something, maybe okay, let's say you have a question. Ideally, first you want to try an attempt at tackling that question. And if you're unable to, then you go to that mentor with what you have tried and maybe ask them for advice on what maybe you need to change or make different, maybe a different approach to it. So it shows that you took some initiative and you gave it effort, but you weren't able to do it. So that's why you're coming to them to then get their feedback on it. Yeah. hundred percent initiative is key for sure. Yeah. Cause you, well, and that's a big thing in the, in the student, mentor world is is dependence on the mentor we don't want the mentor to be the the only thing that you you that links you to success and without the mentor you're a failure that's that cannot be the case you um it won't end well if you depend on the mentor for your own success you depend on the mentor for guidance but but ultimately you you must rely on on your own intelligence and your own trial and error and then these these little tidbits of insights come from the mentor that that put, send you on a course correction mm -hmm. and then you know things turn out better yeah and and the monastery specifically actually was very uh passionate about that idea because the the monastery um had twice as many monks before i got there in 2000, 2001, I got there in 2000, end of 2006. So uh, once the founder, uh, my guru's guru, once, once he died, basically half of the monks left the monastery oh. uh, because they lost their mentor, they lost their guru, and all of a sudden they realized that they, did, they knew nothing. Essentially, they were just depending on the strength of the guru to hold them onto this path. And it's, it just leads to weakness because the, the mentor won't always be there. So 
you know, I think that's one of the reasons why um, my guru was purposefully distant and quiet. And he didn't want people to depend on them. And one of the sayings in the monastery was, you have to lean on your own spine. uh, And you really do have to depend on yourself at the end of the day. And it's a delicate balance. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you really do want to depend on the guru, but uh, that's just not how it works. So in a practical sense, or in a real world sense, uh, I see a lot of the time, I see in different groups, people just ask for other people's thoughts on things. And that's outsourcing your thinking. It's lazy to do that which is why I gave that example of you want to first take some initiatives to tackling that problem and then go into that group or that mentor to ask for how you can improve it. So yeah, consider if you message people and just ask for their thoughts, just got something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. It's better to have um, top level uh questions instead of questions that are stuff that you should have figured out because you can get to the answer faster you can you can get to what you really want to know faster more efficiently is if you ask better questions and you know instead of ask like i could ask someone uh one of my trading mentors you know how would you trade this stock right or I could ask them, ask them what their what their philosophy is behind looking at stocks, and then I can just apply that to any stock, and I know exactly how they would look at that stock. Yeah. So, so I, I I just ask one question, and it fulfills months of trial and error before another kind of uh, top level question comes up on how to execute something. So. I don't want to go beyond that, but I do want to say that this is um, this is a anti-Western philosophical concept uh, um, that I, I found that to be true over the years. Basically, what I mean by that is a mentor, a guru, a role model is not something that the philosophy of the West has adopted fully yet. This is a this is a pattern of the East, uh, and this is the Eastern philosophical traditions of student and guru and master teacher um in the west you have um basically the opposite you can do everything on your own you don't need anyone else um you know you don't even need your parents right there's no extended family in the west you have to go to other countries to experience extended families and people living together so we don't have we have a, a tradition of independence, right? We even have an Independence Day in America when we when we freed ourselves from the tyranny of of the queen, and uh, so that has carried through into the the DNA of Western people. And so it, 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 this requires humility. This requires a bit of. Um, surrender and you get to that point where yes i've accepted the call or maybe you've refused it and um 
you're bouncing through hope and fear, or maybe you're just confused and you lack clarity. Uh, and it's because we can't necessarily figure everything out all by ourselves. We do need some kind of guidance in some way or another. And I think on previous episodes, Rokas, we've talked about like, do you need a mentor? And the definition of mentor is something that, you know, I've tried to clarify on the show. And the answer is yes. But what your mentor is, is whatever you find guidance in. So it's a trick. It's a bit of a tricky question and answer. Because people, uh, people define mentor as a living human. Uh, but that's not always the case, especially in Eastern traditions. The, the mentor, the guru is almost like never alive. So, so to have a living guru, a living mentor is like supreme good karma, like amazing. And to live with a mentor is, is like it does, doesn't get any better than that in the in this relationship of student to teacher. But uh, you have to realize or recognize that you're not always going to find a living human that can really, that stands out to you. And one of the mentors I have in the trading path is not alive. You know, he passed away like in 2016 or 17 or something. Um, but he's produced enough content on, on YouTube to where you can learn everything he knew uh, and, and everything he taught about without ever having to ask him a question, right? You don't need him there, but you, once you hear his, his insights into things, you know, you can easily adopt what he says and, and get much better from it. So people uh, don't need to exhaust resources to like scour the world for a, a living teacher, right? Who's an expert in some field. Sometimes your call to adventure is, is aided by a movie or a book or something someone said that like captures your spirit. And that can be enough to guide you. It can also be an anchor on the path. So I think that's important to, to say yet again, do you need a, a, a mentor? Um, yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, but, but what is a mentor is a question that, that only you can answer. I think that's how I've explained it before. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, um, in the next uh, series, we'll go over uh, a little bit more depending on time. But we have crossing the threshold as soon as the hero has committed to the journey. This signifies that the hero is committed to the journey. Yeah, that's a good one. So we can kind of go into what happens when you've actually decided to change your life. And the challenges that come across that. So that would be to do with um, releasing maybe a previous identity you had. Yeah. So accepting, yeah. That. Yeah. And then tests, allies, enemies. Those are good ones. That's a good one. Approach to the innermost cave. Preparations are needed. Yeah. Okay. So the the period of, of oh, that's interesting. That's kind of not how I interpreted it. Well, we'll look at that. The ordeal. 
yeah so it's like hardest they say the path is hardest at the top so this is talking about getting to the peak a road back the resurrection <laughs> these are interesting so much more to go on for this kind of journey that we all do much more to talk about as we go through this but i think we've we've gotten to a good point and i think it's relatable to everyone i really do so uh if anyone has any questions feel free to email um Rokas or I and or contact us 